guys in short sports Los Angeles. If you love LA sports, this is the best 30 minutes you'll hear all week. And by 30 minutes, I of course mean 40 to 50 minutes. Or sometimes more, depending on how much these fools talk. But you love us. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. This week, we're talking all you need to know in Lakers, Clippers, Rams, USC. And maybe we'll even let Ben talk Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> also, this is our Christmas special. And we'll be presenting our Christmas lists for L.A. sports. Sounds like a good show right there. Yeah. Let's get it going. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. This episode is going to be Shaq-tastic. Oh, Shaq. Darren Besa. How's it going? And Ben Garcia. Whoop-de-hoop. And Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. Don, we now are gay apparel. <laughs> la, 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 It's a Christmas episode. Oh, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> get your, yes, Merry get Christmas. your gay apparel at your guys in shorts shop. <laughs> Gay isn't happy. (laughs) What what else would it mean? I don't know. Good plug. I love that. I'm not afraid of a plug. Yes. If you want to get your gay and guys in shorts apparel, easy. (laughs) Check out the guys in shorts store. Yes, for sure. I'm wearing a shirt actually myself. Good quality, by the way. It's nice. Good. It is nice. This is the American apparel brand, which I highly recommend. So check out the store for sure. That. You can find through the website, guysinsurance.com, or any of the social media stuff we're posting about it. All that good stuff. Let's start with the Lakers, who have been... Awful. Unimpressive. (laughs) They are falling off the wagon. They've won one out of the last 10. They're 11 and 20, fourth in the division. Um not looking good. <laughs> wow. I don't know that what was a somber, somber tone. <laughs> everything Vic, oh. I was going to say, everything that we hoped for to, to kind of start the season, which was for them to stay healthy, to play minutes together. <laughs> right. I mean, Larry Nance going out for six weeks, just D'Angelo coming in and out of the lineup, Nick Young being out. That, they've had nothing but injuries, and hopefully we'll turn around. But it's, it's one of those things where without being on the court, you're not going to get NBA ready. And when they started the season, we got excited because there were some glimmers of of hope, and this this team looks good. But now it's it's kind of settled back into reality, and this is this I, is I, what the team we, we we kind of expected how yeah. how they would. Perform so this was this supposed season. to happen. This is what right. we yeah. expected. This we didn't expect them to have a decent season. This is kind of what the expectation yeah. was. So that little uh, surge at the beginning of the season was just a. a uh, icing on the cake. Not I really. Love, I disagree. Yeah. I actually think that if that lineup could play the sim- similar minutes throughout the season, I think that we would get a similar effort. I just think that with the scatter of of bodies that have been in and out That's of the true. court, they just haven't been able to catch a rhythm with each other. So uh, hopefully, when they do get back together, they're they're going to go on another four or five game mm-hmm. win streak like they had earlier in the season, and and they're going to even up that record closer to five hundred. At this point, I think that it's it's kind of a pipe dream to get back to five hundred, yeah. but. If they can just play 500 ball the rest of the season and maybe stay 10 games under throughout the rest of the season, it's a successful season. Yeah, but I think that wasn't the expectation. It's, no. it's, it, you're right that if we they keep this lineup together, that that they could have kept up that pace. And so, yeah, the injuries have have definitely set them back. But but we I don't think anyone was expecting it. But at the same time, if I was if I could rewind to the end of last season and say, hey. Before December 25th, the Lakers are going to have 11 wins. Everybody in this room would say, well, I'll take it. Yeah. If we're there. Absolutely. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were horrible last year. And and as Ben already said, you know, that injuries have actually played a, a large part yeah. in it. And um, a lot of these a lot of these games, they're in it. They're not getting – I think there's maybe one or two 
games in the past where they got blown out, where they weren't in it. And when the when Warriors almost... put up 150, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to not get blown out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but I think more than anything, what the Lakers are hurting themselves with is, and, and I had brought it up earlier in the season, in that if the Lakers could play close to 500 ball, that other free agents could look at LA as being an attractive location mm-hmm. to land. But as somebody looking from the outside in, at this point, I don't think that they're really selling Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles is going to have to sell the history. They're going to have to sell Shaquille O'Neal, you know, Kobe Bryant. They're going to have to sell. This is Los Angeles, seven degree weather. You're not going to sell. We're going to win next season. And 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 so I think leading into another offseason, be prepared, Lakers fans, that we may not get the free agent that is. I don't so know coveted. if they're really looking for that free agent right now, though. They need to be. And, and to be honest, I, I think we sell Luke Walton more than anything else. We sell Luke Walton, and we sell the fact that we have a young core that they're. I mean, they're. D'Angelo is how old is he? Twelve? I mean, we <laughs> yeah, have a young uh-huh. twenty-one. I think yeah. they're dyslexia. <laughs> <in there. laughs> Again, I think we have a young core. We have a young coach, and there's excitement behind this team. And I think the NBA knows that these teams are playing the Lakers, and they understand we're playing a, a depleted roster, and they're still in this game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, they almost beat you know uh, a Cleveland. I mean, that's not an easy task to do. They barely lost last night. I mean. I think they're selling themselves really well. We're, we're on track for what, 25, 30 wins? Some around there. In that neighborhood. And yeah. I feel like with right. this core, that's that's maybe oh, yeah. Luke Walton, that's maybe Brand enough new system? to sell I mean, yeah, totally. this team so of Vic, the future. Who's, who's your favorite player at this point on the Lakers this season? Like, who's played the best to you that you can kind of say th- he's playing above his means? Oh, easily uh, Nick Young. Nick yeah, Young I, I and, and Lou agree. Williams, yeah. those two guys. I was going to say Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams those two stands guys out have... to me. And th- Going back to the the acquiring a free agent, when Lou Williams is your your top scorer for a majority of these games, that's great for Lou Williams. But I don't know what that says about the Lakers that Lou Williams is our guy when we you know and and Russell's been injured and Ingram's a rookie. But when Lou Williams is your guy putting up the most points, that's a little bit of a, a concern because he should be a contributor. But I don't know that he should be your top scorer for the majority of these games. Fair enough. I brought it down there. <laughs> <laughs> We're normally supposed to end on a laugh. Boy, that was depressing. I still, love, I still love you, Lou Williams. We got a high note. Shaq statue. Oh, yes. 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 Way to, way to bring us back, it? by the way, I Jeff. have not seen this thing. Oh, it looks awesome. Jeff, if you went to our Facebook group, which everybody's listening, <laughs> yeah. you should go to our Uh-oh. Facebook group. It's actually posted up there. Uh, I've been busy actually, Christmas shopping. I'm going <laughs> to... I can see you on the Guys in Shorts website. Yeah. <laughs> It's Spoiler uh, alert, you're all getting guys in short shirts. I'm sure we are. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, nine feet high, I think 1,200 pounds. Is that what I put yeah, on? I don't remember. Is it 1,200 so actual pounds? Actual size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be him hanging from the rim. I mean, it's. I mean, let me pull up a picture. Hold it's on. An iconic, take it it's, it's an iconic. It's, it's his iconic picture. You know, we had discussed when Kobe was retiring what his statue would look like. Is it the fadeaway jumper? Is it the, the tongue sticking out? Yeah. It, but Shaquille O'Neal, there's only one, to me, there's only one photo-esque picture that I picture with Shaquille O'Neal, and that's him with both hands grabbing onto the rim and bringing his knees up, Shaq Daddy style. So that's what it's going to be. Well, they're going to hang it from the no, they're going to hang it from the side of the Staples Center. So So it's going to look like he's dunking on the rim, and it's going to be hanging over the edge. It's a really cool idea. At first, it sounded awkward when they showed the renderings, but then when you think about it, it's pretty creative and a pretty cool idea. Perfect potting right here. I'm showing Jeff a picture. I'm looking at the picture. That is badass. Yeah, that's. 
really cool. Especially if it's hanging off the building. Yeah, Which, yeah. by the cool. way, is smart on multiple levels because I was at Staples a couple weeks ago for a Kings game <laughs> and there's statues everywhere. everywhere. Yes. <laughs> which yeah. does look cool, but you figure they still got to do a Kobe one. They got to make, they got to save room. And don't so worry, it there's, nobody, the side of the there's nobody on the Clippers uh, organization <laughs> in line for, uh, for a statue at this point. Sorry, Clippers fans. Oh, that's just cold-blooded. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of Clippers, actually... Good transition here. Lakers play the Clippers on Christmas. Christmas Day game. Why should any Laker fan watch this game? Well, before we even get to that, my, my take on a Christmas Day game between the Lakers and Clippers is is ridiculous. The Lakers have not been competitive over the last couple of years, and I don't know if the NBA is trying to build a rivalry between the Clippers and the Lakers, but it really isn't a rivalry. The Lakers dominated for about 35 years. 40 years or however long the Clippers have been in Los Angeles. And then the Lakers over the last couple of years have been down a few, but I I don't, there's not a whole lot of interest for me to watch that game. To me, I think there's other matchups that I would have much preferred than to watch a Lakers Clipper game on Christmas. Here's my, my take. If I'm running the NBA, the Lakers always are a good draw on TV. And with the Lakers not being a, a contender, it's tough to pair them up and, and say, oh, this this is a Christmas Day game. The Clippers are a contender, and they have been for the past few years. So to put the Clippers on on Christmas Day makes sense. And it's just, I do agree, it's kind of gimmicky that yeah. they just put these two That's LA how I felt when I saw the matchup. It. But the Lakers are going to draw a good audience, so you're going to get eyeballs. And then the Clippers are relevant. So I, I think that's what they were thinking when they scheduled it. But So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think oh, me too. There, there was a little while there, probably in the when the Lakers, Lakers were were doing well, and the Clippers were just coming on with like around 2010, 2011, when it felt like there might be a rivalry starting, right? And it just never, it never officially built up. But but there are a few times when they played each other, and it got a little hot. And maybe maybe with the young core that the the Clippers have, or that the Lakers have, and then the Clippers kind of their last hurrah. Maybe we'll see a little a little contentiousness. But I, th- here. I think the NBA missed a, a, a real important. Time where they could have maybe placed them against the Trailblazers, where they've okay. developed that in the playoffs and that's earlier true. this season. And that's usually they what they do. They take exactly. the old playoff matchups. That's, and that's what and they should have done. I think the Lakers were at least a year away from even being in the conversation of coming up for Christmas. Right. I agree with you that the Lakers are the Lakers and they're mm-hmm. trying to get those fans to watch, mm-hmm. but it just, to me, it wasn't the right thing to do. The problem with that, though, is that it's Portland. And yeah. it's kind of like San Antonio where they're just not going to draw the audience that the NBA Doesn't wants on Christmas. No, not and at even all. Even though it's the Clippers, it, and, like cross-town yeah. rival. Outside sounds. of here in LA and Portland, nobody knows that they're or they're, maybe, they're battling each other. Or, or I mean, it's just Lakers, not nationally known. The Lakers Knicks, you know, somebody that's yeah. that's more that's just that's Lakers LA, Clippers New York, just yeah. didn't you know. And then now with with uh, with Blake Griffin now being out indefinitely for the next what six to eight weeks for the knee surgery, it it really has taken takes it away. Yeah, it, it, take, it takes the, the <laughs> interest level that you may have had even further away. Yeah, I like it. Write about it in your blog. All right, <laughs> we once again tra- <laughs> turn to Clippers. Uh, segment into a Lakers segment. That's what Clippers, we do. Clippers have been doing well. There's seven of the that, last ten. Isn't that the name of the segment? Clippers brought to you by the Lakers? Exactly. No? There you go. That's not it? You know, when we put this group of guys together, I thought we were supposed to cover every team. Fair, yeah. fair and balanced. It's obvious. <laughs> Clippers we, never you said fair and balanced. we never said fair and balanced. We never said fair and balanced. Yeah, we just I, said we're going we're gonna to talk about them, but we never said fair and balanced. I can't even get through the stats. <laughs> But uh, to go back to the Lakers <laughs> and the Clippers, I mean, this just shows that they're fringe fans. They're not really out in the open. They're, they're not going to win the popular vote. Oh, there you go. I love it. Uh, well, their record is 21-8. and eight. They're second place four games behind 
the hated Golden State. <laughs> exactly where they should be, yeah. and they're going to end the season where they should be, and they're going to take it to them in the playoffs. I haven't changed my opinion. I'm going to say it right. every week. I'm going to say it right. every week so that so that nobody confuses the fact that I am on the Clippers <laughs> train to beat Golden State in the playoffs. Love it. All right. Before it gets back to Lakers, let's move on. How about football? Let's Ooh. talk. Let's not. I was going to say, first of all, we have to bypass the Rams because the only thing you guys have talked about the last 10 weeks is firing Fisher. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's so, so true. At this point, at we this point, you should just say, Rams, they lost. Let's move on. <laughs> no, no, you got to do your weekly chant. Four and 12. Four and 12. Uh, oh, man. Rams lost another one, 24 to 3 against the Seattle Seahawks. It was nasty. And I'm not just talking about the color of the Seahawks uniforms. <laughs> we play the 49ers on Christmas Eve. I think that's a game we can win. Glimmer of I'm hope. Yeah. hoping that's so. a game we can win. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be a tough game, but you know what? Yeah. Go for it, Mr. Rainbow and Butterflies. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that there's serious talk now that the Chargers might be coming up to L.A. Yeah, there's some serious talk. And right now, there's a critical juncture where January 15th is vastly approaching. And Dean Spanos and family, they need to make a decision whether or not they're going to go ahead and is it a, is it a foregone conclusion that if, so. if Spanos decides to to move, that the NFL owners are all going to vote in the way that's going to allow it to happen? Because I know when the Rams moved here, mm-hmm. they had to wait for the NFL vote. And it was because of Jerry Jones that he was able to convince the other owners that it was better for the league and that they were eventually going to make more money. To be honest with you, I don't see a lot of fans in L.A. being Chargers fans. Yeah. And then I don't see a lot of Chargers fans staying with the team once they move to L.A. So to me, it doesn't seem like it's the best move for the NFL. So that's why I asked the question. They may decide that that's what they want to do. But have you guys heard whether or not the, so, the vote's going to go that way? Well, I think part of the voting process back in February was just that. It wasn't only for the fact that the Rams would move from St. Louis to L.A. Yeah. Part of the voting process was the fact that Chargers would also follow them in right. about a year. They, and they, even if it wasn't the Chargers, they were or the Raiders, they, yeah. they were kind of selling that there's room for a second tenant. Yeah. So I think the for the past 20 years, the carrot over everyone's head is if you don't perform, we're going to open a team in LA. And so that carrot is still going to hold that it, if you don't perform, they're going to put a second team in LA. And I think yeah. that's kind of um, what owners want is that that competition to keep, keep people honest to try to get a second team. But if they get two teams in two years, I, I agree with you. I don't think the, the Chargers fan base is here. The The Rams fan base was here because of the, the back in the, the 80s and the history. Mm-hmm. The Chargers fans, I think there are some fans when there was a void in L.A., they went with San Diego because they were the closest team. And then I agree, people from San Diego are not going to make a three-hour drive for, for a Sunday. I think if they feel like the, the Chargers left their city, they're going to give up on, on that team and maybe be, you know. And well, unless I mean, you're going to win a Super Bowl next season, yeah. don't come to L.A. because clearly <laughs> the fans... Fickle, fickle. Oh. Fans. Well, that's when you talk about a little bit of rebranding, though. Yeah. I mean, for guys like you, well, Eric and Victor, who are well, not necessarily on the Rams <laughs> bandwagon quite yet, you know, you have a chance to go ahead and explore the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So. <laughs> explore your <laughs> teamality. Or it's like we're, uh, we're in college. It's our time to experiment. <laughs> Going go college? So, Eric, hold on. Go let's let's, let's deep delve into that. What do you mean? What did you do while you are in college? What did you experiment? <laughs> Save it for <laughs> another pod. <laughs> we need to start a whole other show I, for I that I sent one. you that text in the in the privacy. <laughs> and I, 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 not that, yeah. I did not want that brought up on pod. not an emoji for that. <laughs> Going back to the NFL, uh, the NFL has always said they wanted two teams in L.A., and this is 
way back when, even they were going to build the Farmers Field in downtown LA, they said we're going to have two teams at the Farmers, uh, you know, uh, Farmers Field in LA. So that has never been in question about bringing a second team here. The NFL has always wanted two teams in, in LA. And uh, going back to the Chargers thing, I mean, if, if the Chargers put a better product on the field than the yeah. Rams do, I'm going to go out and say there's going to be more people going to Charger games yeah. than Rams games. Well, at least they have agree. at least they have a franchise quarterback. So right yeah. there, yeah. they right. already are in a better position than you guys. And the, a running back who's decent too. They have pieces. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're not. They're not a, a dog shit team like the Rams. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta say it. I don't like. They, it. May, they may not LA be good. LA is Rams. I don't want another team. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want. I don't, I don't want, want a stadium either. at all. I want an LA. That's I want the LA weird Rams part. Stadium. Is sharing. I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. That's just. I don't know. I don't well, like for, it. For selfish reasons, I do hope that the San Diego Chargers come up Raiders. because then the Raiders would be there one one time Once a year, and you don't need to travel. There you go. And that's going to be but one you're game. You're not going to go anyway. But if I wanted to, I would have the <laughs> opportunity. He likes having anyway. options. But, and that's going to be the one game in LA that sells. The the Charger Raider game right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Oh. Well, yeah. as long as they keep their security guards down yeah, It'll in be San a Raiders Diego. home game, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, those security guards in San Diego. You guys want to talk about them? Uh, oh, well, speaking of Raiders and San gonna... Diego, so they played this last weekend, and the biggest news out of that was... Man, the guy playing pocket pool next to the, uh, <laughs> next wow. to the cheerleaders. I was going to say, let's right. bring it up gently. That was perfect. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, my, he didn't bring it up gently. There's no gentle about him. <laughs> my parents listened to this podcast. Did you guys, did you, I sent you all the video, but before I sent you the video, did you guys hear about that story? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and it was circulating in the internet. Amazing. Yeah. Who yeah. does that? You almost seem so, impressed, Ben. So for those who haven't heard, <laughs> how can how can we describe this for those who haven't heard? There was a security guard. He's 21 years old. He's standing a, a cheerleader. Public, oh yeah, I was going to say he's on the field, 10 feet facing away. Yeah. thousands of fans in the stands. Well, in his defense, it was during pregame warm-ups. So you have <laughs> to at least say. Yeah, but there was audio guys walking like <laughs> right in front of him. him. Oh, but ben. I mean, think about who's paying oh, attention ben. to the field during pregame warm-ups. No one's usually okay, so watching. Hundreds so hundreds of people. So then. yeah, hundreds of people. People. But you know this Hundreds had to be a of people girl that staring at him. It. He's he's, he's facing there. the crowd. His hand is in his pocket. Oh yeah, and it's going so, back and forth. And, and it's <laughs> clear what's motion. going on under the pants. I think he had change in his pocket. We all jingled change in our pocket, and he just really <laughs> wow. enjoyed it. Oh my gosh! The sound uh, of that. He literally moved jingling. to get closer to the yeah. cheerleader. Yeah. I mean it. It was disturbing. It was pretty it disgusting. Was. No, no, for the guy taking the video. Here's what I <laughs> no, it was done. a girl that took it. Oh, was no, it a girl? No, I'm just saying. It I, I would because I, if you're a guy, girl's voice. Hold on. If you were a guy, why would you watch that versus the cheerleaders warming up? <laughs> but because you're going to sell it to TMZ. Yeah, because you're going to make some money off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but exactly. who, would give, who would even make you think? I'm going to look at that security guard to even notice. <laughs> uh, very true. Right. So it had to be a girl. Here's what I would have done. I would have waited for the O face and jumped on the field and ran. Who knows? I mean, uh, is he going to finish business? Uh, anyway? On that note, let me get into the Raiders game. Yes, I don't think please. we took a quite the turn. <laughs> yes. There. So the Raiders did what they do, and that is yeah. they they allow every team to hang in there. And it doesn't matter if they're playing a good team or if they're playing a shitty team. They they will play you know a field goal game back and forth all all game. And in most cases, they're down six points or three points and they have to come back and Derek Carr has to drive them down and the, and the Raiders did exactly what they've been doing all season. They came back, they won it with a touchdown at the end and you know, here we are at 11 and 3 and you know, in in the second position in the AFC, a game ahead of Kansas City because they lost. Did you guys see how they lost? That was brutal. Yeah, that was crazy. A crazy ending to the game. Yeah. So they actually were 
and I can't remember the team they were playing, but the they, Titans. The Titans. The Titans were going to kick a game-winning field goal, and right before the ball was snapped, Kansas City calls a timeout. But the ball was snapped. The goal. The guy kicks the ball, misses the field goal. But because of the called timeout, it didn't count. They reline up. He kicks the field goal. They win the game. Wow. <laughs> so because of wow. that. The and there Raiders, are a couple interceptions yes. back and forth in the last minute and a half, too. So the Raiders yeah. now have – they've got – uh, control of their destiny. If they can win both of these games, they will get the second seed and a home a first round bye in nice. the playoffs. So here's, who do we got coming up? So we got the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts coming up next week, uh. and then we close the season with the Denver Broncos. Now, what's scary about both of those teams is that they're fringe teams for the playoffs, so they still have everything to play for. At this point, the Raiders are playing for home court advantage, home field advantage. So. It really, what I'm curious to see is how the Raiders come in. If Jack Del Rio, and, and I'm thinking that because they're a young team and that Jack has been a rah-rah guy, I think that he's yelling at these guys all week and he's saying, these guys are trying to make the playoffs. They're going to play, they're going to be playing like their season depends on it sure. because it does. You guys already are in the playoffs, but you have to find that hunger. You need to be able to find it inside you deep to win a game that doesn't yeah. necessarily matter as much to you as it does to them. And if the Raiders can do that, they go into the playoffs with that first round buy and we'll I, see how it goes. I think that indie game will be a fun one because you got two quarterbacks. Yes. Uh Andrew Luck, who's gotten most of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, who's proven that he well, deserves a lot of that spotlight. They both have no defense. Yes. And uh That'll be a fun game. It'll I be think, a shootout. Yeah, I but think, I, I think that the Raiders' defensive line is going to dominate the offensive line, and he's going to make they're going to make it really rough for Andrew Luck the entire game. So if the Raiders' defensive line can do that, then it's going to force Luck to 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 throw balls while he's under duress, and when he does that, he is tends to throw interceptions. Sure. So we'll see how it goes. And I think this you mentioned it. The Raiders need to close out a team and close out a team early yeah. because they've mm-hmm. proven and against the Chiefs when they are playing against a good team, they can't get that last-minute comeback when you're playing against a team that's well-coached right. and has a good defense. So they they can afford to let these games slip uh, you know, mathematically for the playoffs, but realistically, you want to test your guys, and Jack Del Rio probably wants his guys to go out there and build so much of a lead that the game's over at the half. Yeah. Or, or you well, know, put to, themselves in a situation where they don't have to, exactly. to stress at the end of the game, because that habit is going to come back to bite you when you play yeah. a tough team in the playoffs. You, you, and you're right on. Not only is it you're playing more stressful minutes, but that you would potentially give your offense and defense time to rest yes. heading into the playoffs and, be, and stay healthy. Yes. Because there's nothing worse than and having to play, you know, a fourth down in the yeah. yeah, you know, after week seventeen, <laughs> yeah. you've been you've been on you know playing for the last six months, and then you you pop an Achilles tendon or something like that to one of your main players heading into the playoffs. So the the earlier that the Raiders can 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 take advantage of these of these games, the better off that they're going to be. Well, best of luck to you and your Raiders, Benjamin. We got <laughs> to take, get time? take a we quick time on that? break. <laughs> yeah, that's plenty of Raiders talk. Uh, quick break. After that, uh, we're presenting our Christmas lists for Los Angeles sports. And oh, we also got sweet. USC news and some Kings to talk about. So we will be right back after this. Here in LA, we love our weather and sports teams, but we do not love our traffic. With a car accident every six seconds, we all know someone who's been in a fender bender. At Garcia Chiropractic, we specialize in relieving pain caused by sports injuries, car accidents, or just the stress of sitting in daily traffic. Our x-ray analysis ensures you get the treatment you need. Have you had a sports injury or been in a car accident? Know someone who has? Go to dannygarciadc.com to schedule a new patient exam. We're so confident you'll love your first visit. We're willing to pay for your gas. Mention guys in shorts and you'll receive a $20 gas card. Again, that's dannygarciadc.com. Schedule your exam today. 
Christmas episode. Gosh dang it. Excited for some Christmas. We're going to be talking Christmas lists here in just a minute, but before we do that, we're going to talk a little preview for the SC Rose Bowl game versus Penn State. Yeah, we got a Rose Bowl game for the first time in a long time for USC. We are back. Back in the Rose Bowl, or as I like to call it, the Sanction Bowl. <laughs> it's, uh, number five, Penn State versus number nine, USC, on January 2nd. So kind of a, a fun fact, when New Year's Day falls on a Sunday, uh, the New Year's Day parade, the Rose Parade, and the Rose Bowl are actually happen on this uh, January 2nd. So it won't be on mm. New Year's Day. Oh. It'll be on the Monday to Yeah, to fall after. So on, if you're waiting on New Year's Day... That game's not happening that day. Okay. So, and I just have to say it. Th- it is the sanction bowl, and <laughs> USC was basically given a death sentence because Reggie Bush got his mama house, and he got a beat-up Chevy, and USC is still paying the price for it. <laughs> Penn State had a alleged child molester oh, on their go. campus. Here we go. On their campus, and then the sanctions were dropped after two years, and they get their full scholarships is, reinstated. That is crazy. And they're the that, feel-good right. story. That is, yeah. that is absolutely it's, it's, it's disgusting. It really it's awful. is. Miami it really University, is. who, yeah. remember, he, they had the, the one guy that was basically yeah. donating money and buying strippers and abortions <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> yeah. He admits it, goes on the record and to Ohio the NCAA. State and with they the cars, a, yeah. car dealership and tattoos. So USC... Not that they didn't deserve to get punished, but you know, to say that there's uh, what is it, lack of institutional control, control because Reggie Bush was getting some favors outside of the program. It was and his then, parents that and were then, getting it. Yes, exactly. And then have things happen at Penn State, at Miami, at Ohio State, and they're walking around, you know, basically scot free. And you know, she's going down at Alabama. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. <laughs> So I just need to say it. I have a platform, and I just want to complain out loud about that. Well done, that. sir. Well done. Fair <laughs> so, enough. So back to the game, what, what we need to watch for. So if you haven't been keeping up with Penn State, they have two studs on their team. They have a running back, Saquon Barkley, and then their quarterback, uh, Trace McSorley. So USC traditionally has done pretty well on shutting down the run, especially in uh, bowl games when they have time to prepare. So where they're going to need to focus their attention is shutting down their QB, Trace McSorley, because uh, the secondary has had its issues at times. Uh, So they're going to need to look back at their game plan versus Washington when they got after the QB early and often, and they kind of threw him off of his rhythm. So if USC is going to have success in the Rose Bowl, they're going to have to basically get after the quarterback. The the running back is dangerous, but I feel confident in uh, USC's defense to stop the run. So I think their attention will need to be focused on on shutting down the quarterback. How confident do you feel that Clay Heldon is the guy that's going to get them ready the way Pete Carroll used to get him ready for these types of games. That's why I'm excited to see this because this is where you really get to see you know how good your coach Coaches, is because absolutely. you have we you, you know if on a Five short weeks week to prepare. yeah you you have a month to prepare for a team you watch tape you you can you know break down every single player that's a key player on their team and so you're going to see did you come up with the right game plan against these guys so Penn State is coming in battle tested they're playing in the Big Ten they have a win over number two Ohio State they had a tough loss to Michigan but again just like USC had a tough loss to Alabama yeah. they come away better from it probably yeah. so I think this is going to be um, 
a, a really good game. And I think the USC game plan is going to fall again on our Thorpe Award winner, you know, best defensive back in the nation, Adoree Jackson. And uh-huh. so he's going to need to be special again on special teams and in the secondary if USC is going to have success. And then Sam Darnold is just going to need to continue to do what he's done all season. And back to Ben's point, I'm curious to see how Darnold does when a team has a month to prepare for him. Yeah. Because he he was a freshman and he he started week three, I believe was the week that he started, teams didn't really weren't really ready for him. So he had that advantage that teams didn't have a lot of film on him. They weren't able to prepare. But now Penn State has had a month to prepare for him. So we'll see if Sam Darnold is the real deal, if Clay Helton is the real deal, because they're going to be taking on guys who are ready for them. But I, I think USC is up for the challenge, and I think they could win. Uh, if they end the season with a big win, this will be a, a good for the program and give them a lot of momentum going into next season. Two things. So you're talking about Sam Darnold. All season, I was complaining about the fact that he was subjecting himself to big hits. Mm -hmm. And hopefully with these five weeks, he's looked at a lot of film and he's got the coaches in his ear that when he's going to take those big hits, that he throws the ball away. It's not going to hurt him. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's better for the team if he throws it away because his health is more important to the team than potentially getting a first down in the second quarter. So I hope that they do that. Second point is Adoree Jackson. I like the fact that... You know, him and Juju, mm-hmm. who are looking at going potentially to the NFL next year, are not pulling a Christian McCaffrey. They're not yeah. pulling what a lot of these, you know, Leonard Fournette yeah. has, has done and, and bowing out. And I think you're going to start to see this a lot more now mm-hmm. that you've got big money Check in the NFL in the draft. Yep. So I like that USC's players are going to continue to play and that, uh, you know, hopefully this means that maybe they'll play next season, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't think that they will. I think there's just too much. But that goes back, and that says a lot about USC's program. Because uh, McCaffrey and Fortunet, like you said, they they don't care enough about their program to play in a bowl game for pride. Because it is an exhibition when you think about it. Yes. But Adori and, and Juju know what it means to play for SC and what it means to have the opportunity. And so they're not going to throw away that chance. They're going to represent their school one last time. And I think that speaks to the USC program and how they coach their players and and the tradition that their, their program has that those players – even if they're going to go to the NFL, still want to represent their school in a bowl game. In their defense, though, I do think that playing in the Rose Bowl, you know, you're going to get a lot of eyes on there. And so I think that if they play well in those games, that usually the scouts will say, well, they're playing against the best talent in Mm -hmm. that bowl game that they've played all season. And if they shine, it's going to help their draft status. So I think with Christian McCaffrey, who was running for 200 yards against everybody in the Holiday Bowl when they're playing the you know, podunk state, then it's not going to matter. He's going to run for 200, but it's not going to help his draft status. So in that situation, it's probably the right decision. Love it. Well, we'll be hoping for a SC win on the 2nd. On January 2nd. Good stuff, Hammer. All right, gentlemen. It is Christmas time. It's Christmas Christmas time. Yeah. This is our chance. Santa! Vic whoa, is whoa. down in some whiskey, wow, pulling it straight wow. from the bottle. Well, is that bad Santa sir. over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. And you know what I just noticed? That's good. Vic's got his That's beard good. back. He does have <laughs> I his do. beard back. <laughs> yeah, I do. No more shaving I, accidents, because yeah, I no. did not recognize you at all. <laughs> Who is this stranger? Get him out of my house. <laughs> so this is our Christmas lists. What we're asking Santa for, for LA sports. Anything. I'll tell you what. I'll start it off. I got a good one. Plain and simple. I'd like to ask for an offensive line for the Rams. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I feel like even though we could use help in a lot of other places, if we had an offensive line, if we could protect Jared Goff and give him a little more time to to throw that ball, I think that helps get us in the right direction of solving a lot of problems. How about someone to catch the ball? 
Yeah, the, see, I was, was well, going to add to that well, one. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that if you get two things... Let's stick with then, the Rams. Yeah. You ask Santa for the offensive line. Okay. And I'm Darren. asking Santa for some wide receivers. <laughs> well, I think, well no, I think that first and foremost, even more important than those two things, I, if I were you, I would ask for John Gruden. I think he's the best coach uh, available. And I think even if you had your shitty players, that John Gruden <gasps> can come in and he'll immediately turn your 4-12 and 12 team to seven and nine. Is there any and then chance he'll that recruit happens? the right way? Tell you we're not going seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is actually a good thing to ask Santa for, John Gruden. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> the you, Rams, the Rams are going to shoot for the stars with coach. I, a coach. I hope they land. So someone. John Gruden would be your favorite. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, John Gruden got the most is, he, knowledge. I think. I think that he tur- he turned a Raiders culture around. And in spite of Al Davis, he, he, he made them winners. And mm-hmm. when he left, the Raiders started to lose again. So I think that he's the type of guy that's an attention-to-detail, offensive-minded guy that you guys have been waiting for. And I think that he's got enough gravita- gravitas to be able to attract a good defensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. I think with just him in, in that place, that both of your wishes will eventually come true with that one wish. So yeah. if I were you, I would vote for John Gruden. As, as of this morning, he said he is not interested as of right now. Well, that's why it's a Christmas yeah, gift yeah. or a Christmas gift. <laughs> there, there we go. True. So, are, uh, we, are we sticking with Rams? I've got a Rams item on ooh, my list. Bring it. So I, I went. You know, everyone knows. I they like want, it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows they want a head coach. Everyone knows they need an offensive line, better players. So I went a little off off the grid here. So I think they need. New uniforms are a new logo. Oh. After that, oh. that that Seattle game, they went with the white horns. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah, this. I did notice. But it just looked out of place with the gold with that's the gold still stripe, on there. Yeah. They need to break away from all ties to St. Louis, which oh, is I that agree. gold and, and dark blue. And so they need to come up with something new. There was I was reading something on the internet how they've been kind of playing around to going back to the original blue and white of the original Rams when they were in L.A. Mm-hmm. But... I think that's a little boring, you know, especially when you have the Colts, the Chargers, Cowboys, Giants, so much blue and white that, you know, the 80s blue and yellow is iconic. And but so I don't know about going full throwback, but maybe something in that vein, like the color rush, maybe a yellow or a gold jersey kind of connecting them to the Lakers or to the old Kings. And so I think getting a new logo, getting some rebranding, I think that does a lot for a franchise. They need to break away from from. the ties to St. Louis. Who cares? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be quite hey, this honest, this is with his you. Christmas gift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just win. <laughs> Who gives a fuck well, what you that, wear? But just that wins. Enough. I'm fair telling enough. you, when teams switch, the, when the Patriots switch their jerseys, they won a Super Bowl. I think there's something they, about their old, their ditching, old stuff was nasty. Yeah, about ditching, throwing that all in the past, and starting fresh, a new look, a new team. It refreshes yeah. your team. Okay, so using that logic, then the Dodgers have changed their uniform. Their iconic <laughs> uniform. Well, there are certain that are certain teams that are untouchable. Like the Lakers, like the Dodgers, like when the Raiders. There's so much, like the Raiders. I'll yeah, give you that. Sure. There's so much history that you just can't change it. But the Rams, they're new to LA. They left LA. There's, there's no real tie. Yeah, would you change, change their name? Would you yeah. change their name? I don't know that I'd change their name, no, but I, w- I wouldn't. No, hate, I would keep no. the name. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it if they did. But to the Lambs? if they were going to change it, they should. Would you change it to the Los Angeles Kardashians? Would you be a fan? Oh, man? Good if John Lord. Gruden was your coach, I would be a fan. Oh, I love That's it. right. That's right. I if he comes it. on board, you're I, on board, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I just saw on Twitter actually that they're doing their uh, throwback jerseys, the ones yeah. that you, uh, the, the boring yes. ones. They're going to oh, wear them this Saturday. Oh, how exciting. The blue yeah. and white or mm-hmm. the, the blue? The, the bl- oh, yeah. really? Why, why don't they yeah. televise the game in black and white, too? That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Although I agree with Eric about the, the changing of the colors, I do, however, agree with Mr. D when ultimately it's about winning. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, you know, that's a given that we want the players. So I went yeah. just something a little, a little different. Love that. Ben, what's on your Christmas list? You know, I'm not going to be selfish here. I'm actually, this is for all teams. You're a giver. I want healthy players in every one of our sports. If you think oh, about the Angels, nice. the way they got hurt, the Dodgers were hurt, the Lakers are hurt, the Kings. I've been listening to the Kings show. I don't watch, but I listen to the Kings show. Everyone's hurt there. It seems like there's something in our water. Yeah. I don't know what it is, whether it's, it's you know, they were hanging out with Kardashians in the summertime <laughs> and we're not training the way we should be. <laughs> I don't know our what water it is. Supply <laughs> those Kardashians. But, but there's something about L.A. sports and injuries over the past four or five seasons. And so my Christmas witch in 2017 is that every player Player that's assembled on any one of our teams gets to play an entire season and see how that team can do I because like we haven't that. seen it in years. Ben, that's really nice. 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 That's nice. surprisingly Aww. unhate couch of you and very nice. Listen, Thank I like to that. keep you on your toes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm especially bonus points for including the Angels in that. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't ever say <laughs> that I don't hope oh, that you're happy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Eric, you got another one. Yeah, I uh, you know I'm a Galaxy guy, a soccer guy, Are so you? I, I have to include what? first I've heard some <laughs> some Galaxy stuff on my Christmas list. So, dear Santa, this is your friend Eric, the Portuguese guy. <laughs> I got a, a wish for you. I want, I guess, not one thing. Two big name designated players to Boom. come to the LA Whoa. Galaxy. It's a little greedy. We we have two open spots left by Steven Gerrard and Robbie Keane. And so there are two spots available. It doesn't mean that the Galaxy are actually going to fill those spots. I've you just heard... want Messi and Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's <laughs> it. Um, so I've heard rumblings that they're maybe just going to focus on getting one big name player to come to the Galaxy this summer and then maybe work on another one later. But if they can get two big name players to come to the Galaxy in Los Angeles for next season, I would really enjoy that because they need... They're speaking of a fresh start. They're a team that needs needs a fresh start. And then I'll add an addendum to that. I'd like fewer ties, and that should make you happy. Oh, there you <laughs> go. oh wow! Wow! <laughs> I think everyone can get behind that. The, the, so you hate ties too, then? Well, the, they led the league in ties. I don't mind a tie here and there, but they had 16 ties out of 34 games, <laughs> oh which gosh. is insane. It felt like yeah. 80 ties. And I'd sacrifice losing a few games to win some because if you do the math, winning two and losing two gives you more points than tying four. So you're better off going for it. And if you end up, you know, losing a game or two, that's fine. But if you're going for it, you're going to end up getting a win or two. So not s not settling for the tie is what I hope So for tin cup well. it up, huh? Yeah, go for it. I go like big it. or go home. I like it. I got another one. Bring it. This one's off the beaten path. This one actually has nothing to do with teams, but I would love, <laughs> or because he's LA-based. No, <laughs> if he's LA-based, I would like to see Tiger Woods return to form and win at least one major this year. Oh, nice. That's, an, that's a good one. I do want to cool. see that. Yeah. yeah. That would be I, cool. Because, you know, for, for years now, there's been so many people that have counted him out, uh, me included. Yeah. When after the whole, yeah. you know, golf club yeah. <laughs> incident with his wife in the parking lot or whatever yeah. the hell it was, and kind of the downward spiral since then, I figured he was done. But he just recently came back and he's been playing and he's ranked like number 2000 in the world or something yeah. like that. And I think it would be a great story because oh. he's from Los Angeles to actually have him go out there, wear the red on a Sunday and win it. If Tiger Woods is an underdog... I mean, he makes golf more interesting anyway. Absolutely. I mean, what a story that'd be. And that's, like he, that. he kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he And did. so everyone loves a comeback story. And he was on pace to just be the greatest. I mean, he still might be considered the greatest golfer of all time. But once he had those incidents, a lot of those records that he was looking to break kind of stalled. So to see him maybe go after some of those those majors again would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. And what Very I've heard cool. is just the injury after injury after injury yeah, with him. And He's I back think it's, it's mindset, too. Yeah. I think he just, 
I think golf's a mental game, big time, and he just—I don't think his mind is right. And it looks like his last outing, he may be—he may be back on back, board. Yeah, yeah. Vic, you've been good this year. Uh, no, sometimes. No, 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 no. Would your elf on the shelf give a good report <laughs> to Santa? Always watching. What you got you know on what? your list? I actually don't like the elf, and that thing what? scares me, dude. <laughs> really? If that thing came to life, I mean, you're come Mr. on, Book everybody in that house is going to die. And... Yeah, but he looks weird. He does look weird. You're right. Yeah, like he's going to come to one of these. There's going to be a news report where he came to life and killed everybody in the house. Uh, I heard, and it. then I'm going to say I'm right. I heard the guy <laughs> who did security for San Diego was a former elf on the shelf. <laughs> He's looking for a job. Yeah, so. I think he found oh, a job. That's the problem. <laughs> a uh, hand? <laughs> you saw where I was going. With yeah. We'll cut that. I'm sorry. Family show, guys. Keep it clean. Yeah, so actually I do have a, 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 a wish for Christmas. What do you got? Uh, earlier this year, a, a voice emerged um, in the uh, Los Angeles sports scene. A voice that had never been heard before. And it grew louder and louder, and it kind of took over the podcasting world. So my wish is that December 25th, 2017, Guys in Short Sports does another Christmas special. <laughs> wow. wow. That's my- As uh, in, the podcast will go another year. Yeah. Yes. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Great, we are great, great at inferencing, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, well done, Jeff. Yeah, connect the dots. <laughs> 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 He's not the host for nothing. <laughs> for maybe those listeners who, who you know, were kind of dozing uh, or, you know, we lost them. I was making sure that... He can't think quick on his feet, so that's why we made him the host. <laughs> Guys, but that means, like, another year of this guy, D1. Yeah. Oh, God. The best part of the show, man. What are you talking about? I don't about? know if I can handle it. <laughs> Great wish. Well, it definitely has been a, an awesome ride so far. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Before we go, just want to mention the Kings show. If you're not checking that out and you're a Kings fan or you just like listening to guys crack wise about sports. Are we uh, filing complaints with the Kings show yet? Or oh, yet? oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So actually. This beer there was not a fresh. Bet yeah. that went down. <laughs> there was a here? bet that went down between uh, James and Jordan from the Kings show and Darren and Vic. Uh, I'm sorry. Darren and Eric, Eric yes. <laughs> from our show uh, in the FanDuel League this past weekend, combined scores between the four of them, the, the show that had the better record, the losing show, had to buy beer for the winning show. Eric and Darren took third and first place Respectively. First? Respectively. There you Although go. I think <laughs> Darren took first place and Eric took third I'll place. I'll take it. Nice. I took second place if anybody's uh, keeping score at home. And those fools wanted to mess with Jordan, us. Jordan took fourth place. James didn't even get in. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait. Didn't James make the bet, though, yeah, about the beer? I, uh, and he didn't even... I think Jordan made the bet. Was Jordan? Yeah, I think it was Jordan. <laughs> at okay. any rate, they lost, and there is no beer in the fridge. Not only that, but they drink... The beer we bought. The beer... Oh, the beer. <laughs> Them son of a bitches. Uh, yeah. So we're going to put lockers in a, my fridge, apparently. Yeah. Isn't today. hockey supposed to be a gentleman's game? Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's what get I it together, thought. King's show. King's show. Get your stuff together. But they're a lot of fun. Definitely check out the King's show. Uh, and that's it. For us, this week, we are out of here. We are Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Find us on Facebook. Check out the website, guysinshorts.com. Call and leave a voicemail for us at 562-450-3356. And check out the store. Get all your Guys in Shorts swag. Nice. nice Shirts stuff, are yeah. awesome. There's, good looking there's all stuff. kinds of stuff on yeah, there. Yeah, it's great yeah, looking stuff. It actually is good stuff, too. Um, and, of course... 
when you're sitting at Christmas dinner, share the show. Tell all your family about us. Yeah. That's a well, good conversation yeah. starter. Yeah, say, so, you know, my cousin from out of town, have you heard of a podcast? Yeah. You're going to love these guys. <laughs> They're great. Hey, Grandma. <laughs> Just don't Google it, Grandma. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey, Solid what's advice. pocket pool? <laughs> Solid advice. Oh, boy. All right. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vier, I'm Jeff Wilson, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Kiss Christmas. my ass. Kiss Merry his ass. Christmas. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <Hanukkah. laughs> <laughs>